1: Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm a three-time breast cancer survivor, and as of this week, I'm actually 21 years out since my first time. And I know, awesome, right? (laughs) And I'm also a professional speaker and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life.
2: And hi, I'm uh, Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 23-year survivor. I'm also a certified life coach and the author of my upcoming book, Thriving Beyond Cancer,
1: and, and we're all coming out soon too, right? I yeah, mean I'm
2: hoping by September, October, right in awesome. there. So it's I am awesome. excited. Uh, nice. thanks. And we're also the co-founders of Breast Friends. Can't forget that part. <laughs> oh, and Sharon,
1: there's one other thing we need to kind of add to your resume, and that is that Sharon is also the assistant editor for Breast Cancer Wellness Magazine. So oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's a pretty cool deal as well. So <laughs> anyway, um, so we we do have a really great show for you today, and it's We have, you know, it's one of my favorite guests, but, you know, because he's a financial planner, I have to read some legal mumbo-jumbo. And so I'm going to read it really fast just to get it out of the way, and then I'm going to come back and introduce him again the way I want to introduce him. So here we go. Legal stuff. Craig Bird is a registered investment advisor through LPL Financial. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only. And are, Boy, I need to take a breath here, and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. There is no assurance that the techniques and strategies discussed are suitable for all individuals or will yield positive outcomes. Okay, so now that we got that one out of the way, um, let me start over again and talk about Craig in a different way. Um, Craig Bird has also been a personal friend and a friend of BreastFriends since our inception back in 2000. Craig was one of the very first people to ever step up and support Breast Friends. He wrote us our first significant check, which allowed us to create paper—you know, head—what do I say, letterhead and business cards and brochures and and filing fees and all these things that we needed to do. And he was the very first person in our world that stepped up, believed in us enough to really want to help us out. And Craig has been with us ever since, supporting pretty much all of our events. Um, he was actually our auctioneer the first year of our gala. He has just become a very, very dear and, and special friend friend to us. So with that, welcome, Craig.
3: Well, thank you, thank you, and I appreciate being a friend. Uh, one of the things I'd like to share with your audience, other than the fact that I've been doing 40 years in retirement planning, Life insurance, health, disability—all those things. The reason I'm here today is to share with your audience the impact that breast friends had on my family mm. and uh, dozens of my clients. Okay?
2: Oh, that nope. sounds great. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. We'll, <laughs> we'll get some I, I of the pull. financial stuff in there.
3: <laughs> well, we'll do that the second half. Okay?
2: <laughs> all right, that's because fair. The,
3: because the the real impact that that uh, breast friends has had on my family. My boys were 10 and 12 years old when their mother died of breast cancer. They had a rock and roll band playing original music, and they had at ten and twelve won a contest in the for the entire Northwest as the best young band in the Northwest. And their prize
4: was
3: yeah, and their prize was to perform in a major uh, concert at a major venue of three hundred people, which is big for those days. And uh, for March 1st, of 1999, and their mother passed away on February 1st of 99. Uh-huh. And they were going to cancel the concert. And my wife said, well, why don't you just play it, uh, do it, and for my honor, and then go from there. So we contacted the Komen Foundation and said, my boys had won this contest. They're going to play this gig downtown, and we'd like to donate the money to you. How do we do that? Well, it got really big. It was so big that they sold out two nights in a row. They had a second concert. And NBC News picked them up and did a 10-minute special on them. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell uh, had them on their show singing their song, a song called I'm Okay. Uh, They wrote to their mother, and they added to their CD, and it says, I wish you hadn't had to go away, and I hear you say, I'm okay, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. Rosie uh, donated $250,000 to the cause, SGs, Corporation 250, uh, ABC Kids, Family Circle Magazine, etc. So over the next five years, they raised a million dollars for mammograms uh, for women who could not pay for them.
2: That's and, amazing.
3: Uh, and today, they're still in the music business. They went to college, graduated, played ball, basketball and baseball in the music business, and are making enough money. They're still making contributions to breast friends, as both you ladies know.
1: Yes, Absolutely. they are. In fact, just recently, we got a pretty good-sized check from them. They did a concert downtown, and uh, the proceeds from the concert came to Breast Friends, or at least part of them, and we received a check for $5,000 uh, from that amazing? And, and, Craig, the band's name is Veo, right? Veo,
3: And it's yep. amazing. They're actually making money now.
1: That's so great. I bet that feels good because you don't have to fund that anymore. Yeah,
3: well, because <laughs> I my, know you put friends, a bunch of money my into that asked too. Me what, what my boys do, and I say they're in the music business one's a drummer and one's the songwriter and singer, yeah. and they kind of look at me and say, oh, you poor guy. But no, it's wonderful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know Craig just just a real quick kind of going back for a minute. Um Sharon and I had an opportunity at one of the the baseball games here when the um when Portland had an actual baseball team and they played at PGE <laughs> Stadium and they invited us to come and throw out the first pitch. And and your boys were involved in this because of their music, but let me just I have to tell you a quick little Thing. So Sharon and I are both on the pitcher's mound. We each have our own ball. We have two catchers. We wind up to throw the pitch, and we realize that is a long way away <laughs> from
2: home plate. It's a really long way away. Yes.
1: <laughs> we looked at each other, nodded, ran forward about twenty feet, and then threw the ball, and we still missed. They had to bounce. <laughs> to like and that was. All <laughs> That was all followed by um, survivors that were attending the game that night, walking around the track, and we walked around to your son's music. I'm okay, and that really was a very touching song. And the first time I ever heard that song was actually when they did play at that at the Coman luncheon. I saw these these young boys up on the stage, and they were kind of all acoustic, and they played this amazing song that just made my I just cried, and my heart was, oh, it was, it was amazing. So Well, you know, I
3: appreciate that, and today I still can't listen to the song without crying. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure. It's, anyway, I
2: can imagine. Yeah. But, it's, it's but real, you
3: folks, as, as the Breast Friends have done so much to allow me to get through this process of a spouse passing away and then uh of, of my clients uh, i i could think of probably 50 of my clients that now participate in your golf tournaments and your auctions and the walks and everything because you've had such a major impact uh on them uh, through us and uh, just a great uh, great friendship
1: Well, thank you. Really has it really has been kind of a um, a love fest here. I think so. Craig, I understand I can't give any personal testimony about your ability, your abilities as a financial planner, but I am going to say this because I can. It's our show. (laughs) (laughs) And I was getting ready to leave uh, Yellow Pages because you know Sharon and I both worked at Dex Media which used to be a way back AT&T and Pacific Northwest, Bell, et cetera. Yellow um, pages. Year, <laughs> you start there as like one of these operators that put the little pogies in the hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No longer Crazy. there. No longer, no. Nope. But we left there a long time ago, and one of the things I needed to do was really get my personal stuff figured out to see if I could even do it. And, you know, how do, how do you leave a lucrative job that pays really well when you're the main support for your family and walk away from all that and still be able to, you know, function? And, um, you know, I needed some help doing that. And so, I did reach out to Craig. And, I um, uh, Craig, you were, you really helped me kind of, sort everything out, you know, and kind of figure some things out. So part of our goal today on this show is to talk about why all that really matters. Okay, good, but
3: good.
1: You know, so can we kind of jump into that? Or well, are yeah, we ready? But,
3: well, I, I'm ready. Um, one, one of the things that's really important, uh, and, and so many people don't do it, is, is Yogi Bear is a, a great Yankee uh, catcher, and he's a, a hero of mine. And Yogi uh, said, if you don't know where you're going, you might not get there. Right. And, yeah, and so no one should end their working life journey and begin a new adventure called retirement planning without knowing where you're going, how you're going to fund it, and uh, what, do you, what do you want to be when you grow up. And you knew what mm-hmm. you wanted to be when you grew up, and so that made the planning process easy. And, and we used some tax planning codes that the IRS allows early retirement without penalty. And the way you went and uh, yeah. lived lived on that and uh, gave your uh, life to breast friends.
1: Yeah, we did. And, you know, it took about a year from the... You know, I went through cancer, as you know, twice during my tenure at the Yellow Pages and the first time, you know, I kind of came back pretty excitedly because I had a boss who understood and he was really anxious to have me back. When I went through it a second time, I had a different boss and it was a whole different story. And... Uh, when I came back, I realized I I can't stay. And that's when I kind of reached out to you. And it took me a year to really kind of get my ducks in a row. And I I wasn't really planning to leave when I did. But you know how you come to work one day and you get that email, Sharon, I know you've had those emails too,
5: the Mm -hmm. ones that
1: just kind of throw you over the edge. And it was like, ha. So I, I had one of those emails on that particular day. It was a Monday. And I walked into my boss's office and I just said, you know what, I can't do this anymore, I quit. And then I called my husband, who was not working at that moment, um, and I said, guess what I just did? He says, what? And I said, I just quit my job. He says, it's about time. And and, at at least I had a fallback, you know.
3: Well, I (laughs) remember you deciding what you wanted to do when you grew up, and then the process that we went through was to see how much is enough for you to start your new journey. Right. Yeah,
2: Because it and, is tricky, obviously, yeah to, yeah. to to even figure out because, you know, Becky and I had done Breast Friends basically as a second job um, for what seven years, six yeah, years. And it was
1: all volunteer at that point. It was all,
2: so. Exactly. You know, and so to to leave a secure job like that, to actually live your passion and to do what you think God put you on the world on the earth to do is challenging. So of obviously having your help Craig has made all the difference in in Becky's being able to do that so that's great.
3: Well well thank you and and the real key to it it was just to do the planning process and mm-hmm. and if we have time after the break uh, you know I'll, I will share with your audience the four questions that you had to answer for me Becky okay before That'd we be great. Could decide what you wanted to do when you grew up and whether we could okay. fund that through the new tax codes okay
1: Excellent. Perfect. yeah. Sharon, I know you had some questions specifically for Craig, and we've got several minutes before our first break, so why don't you sure. start tackling those? Well,
3: well Perfect. Throw, in, throw in before you do that, guys, that, that veiomusic.com.
1: Oh, oh, is it? it's veiomusic.com. Okay, yeah, yeah, I said that, that wrong. They
3: Google that, and they can see my boy's brand-new CD that raised that money for you. That was their CD yeah. opening. They just got back off tour, and their video and their music's doing really, really well.
5: Yeah, and, that's great.
3: and most of what they're getting on this video is going to you guys, as you know. So
2: wow, so awesome, fabulous. Thank you. Make sure that's we amazing. plug that.
3: So anyway, yeah. your friend, your questions.
2: Okay. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I think um, when you're starting to think about financial planning, you know, some terms come to mind like stockbroker or financial planner. Um, what's the difference, and do we need
4: both of those?
3: Well, if you have a fiduciary under the new Department of Labor rules, the, you do the planning process as well as the stockbroker process, as well as the life insurance, the health insurance, the disability insurance, uh, the guiding and the quarterbacking on the appropriate tax and the state experts. Uh, we're not attorneys, but we do guide our clients to their uh, Tax and estate experts, so they're they're not uh, mutually exclusive. Uh, you need somebody to help you with investment uh, programs once you've developed uh, what you want to do, and, and stockbroker has been part of it.
2: Okay, and I know we tell our patients, um, especially if they have a very serious um, cancer diagnosis, you know, to kind of get your affairs in order and then and then live life, right? right. And so. When you're talking about something like that, um, what would you say if, if somebody came to you and they just had a cancer diagnosis, and, and what what would you kind of get them started doing?
3: Well, the first question I, I walked them through is a process called discovering what matters. Uh, mm-hmm. What matters to them, what matters to the place that they want to be in terms of environment, lifestyle, uh, religion and, and leisure and, and family and, and other opportunities. So we do a we call it just repacking your place. Uh, you've been this your entire life. Now your life has a little backward design time because you have some life expectancy issues that are finally uh, in front of you.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, and the reason we do that is. Far too many people have that perspective. I don't know if you women are old enough to remember Paul Simon.
1: <laughs> yes,
3: but, but he had. A <laughs> we're
1: we're not that far behind you, Craig. I'm yeah, sorry yeah. to say. I, I wish yeah, we, we really were. aren't.
3: <laughs> well, he had a song called "Flowers Never Been with the Rainfall," uh, and one of his lines was, "I'll continue to pretend my life will never end." Uh-huh. And one of the processes we have when clients come to us with a with a diagnosis that's not favorable is walk them through that process that their life will end, and what do they want it to look like for themselves, their family, uh, their church, their community, uh, people that are important to them. You know, that
1: that is so important, and and we deal with that every day, you know, with with the people that we talk to. You know, a lot of women, once they're faced with something like this, they kind of get that. It has more meaning.
3: Mm-hmm. well and, you know? and the the issue that they don't get, however, is if they don't get their their order that the dissipation of assets and the result in payment of income taxes and estate taxes that they could avoid' because you don't know, because you folks work with it every day. the death of the family member is huge and it is magnified by confusion over plans and assets and and mm-hmm. what's going to happen when when mom or in this case uh, some men die of breast cancer.
4: Yeah, absolutely,
3: or or any yeah. any disease, and and guys, when my wife died, uh, we had everything in order. It didn't make my life better, but it made it easier, and that's why right. I've been for all those years been on a a mission to make sure our clients have these things in order, so the the next step of their life, what they want to be, and the grow up when their loved one leaves, is important that that's planned.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. Craig. One day, one of the patients that we work with, um, bless her heart. You know, it's a, it's always the elephant in the room question. You know, and we do ask it, but it's not always an easy ask. But you know, she's she's kind of facing a pretty serious cancer, and I asked her that question. I said, "So may I ask you, do you have a will?" And she said, "Well, she goes, I'm really stressed over it because no, we don't, and my husband doesn't want to deal with it because he he thinks it's me giving up, and mm-hmm. you know, and." and you know, when I went through that process, you know, with you, because you helped me get an attorney and we did the will thing, and and even though, you know, it, that was kind of on my mind, but once it was done, the stress of not having that yeah. went away,
3: no, you know? No, you're, you're not giving up when you do a will. You're just no. showing the people around you how much they lo- you love them, that you want yes. your affairs in order.
1: Yes. exactly. Thank you. For yeah, because if you that.
2: leave a big mess and, and if you don't have a will or if you don't have these things in order, um, unfortunately, you've left your family not only with the grief that you're gone, but also that mess of everything else. I mean, you don't even know sometimes because death is such a hard topic and money. Those two are like those two and then sex. Probably that's the third one. But the three <laughs> of those topics are the hardest ones to talk about. with family members and and so when you're combining the money piece as well as the death piece (laughs) you get a double whammy there and and it's like it's hard it's so hard and so it's really important to be able to know where your where your bank accounts are and do you have life insurance Mm -hmm. and you know how do I you know, get to this information. And yeah. so, yeah, if you don't have your affairs in order, you're actually just leaving a big mess for yeah, somebody. Yeah, the, the
3: easiest you, easiest part of my job is when one of my clients pass away is when they give me the honor to do the eulogy because uh-huh. of the celebration. The hardest part is the cleaning it up after the eulogy if, in fact, they have not uh, listened and gotten their wills and things in order.
1: Yeah, and you know what, Craig, honestly – don't wait until you have something like this even facing you. Get it done now because you know you as cancer survivors, you know and and patients and all that, that may not even be what takes you. It could be a bus hitting you on the street tomorrow, you yeah. know? yeah, you so never it's tell. You just get it done. I mean, you could have be the healthiest person on the planet. Get it done well, and, we and,
3: we have a thirty six year old woman who has a single mother with two little kids, uh, second, and fourth grade, and she died two weeks ago of uh, anger. Yeah. And, Thirty-six. Oh. oh my gosh!
1: <gasps> and and those so come on the quickly. processes
3: oh. we're going through now to keep them together, and so people don't take them apart, is as, as, as mm-hmm. we can do it because she had a will in place.
1: Yeah. Oh, guardianship. Guardian That's true. Right. And those oh.
3: things. So, so it yeah. does happen. And. Yeah. Uh, but that's one of the things that people haven't looked at what you ladies do. You are very forward thinking and you tell people without any fear that if you don't do these things, your life isn't going to be as, as peaceful as you yeah. go through the process. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So Craig, you
1: know what? We need to take a break. So we're right. we're pa- we're past our time. So I'm going to cut you off right here, but we can pick this up on the other side. So we encourage you please if you're listening to this program live, stay tuned. If you're listening later, that's okay, stay tuned. This is going to get really interesting. So hang in with we'll be right back. <laughs>
0: A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at BreastFriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit
5: Breastfriends.org and contribute today. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com.
4: When was the last time you felt...
0: Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show.
2: Welcome back to our program. We've been talking with our guest today, Craig Bird. um, And we were talking about financial planning. So I I know um, before the break, we were just talking about kind of getting your affairs in order and then, you know, getting on with life and really living life and, and that plan that you've put into place. So besides the kind of the peace of mind, how else does having a, a financial plan help us, Craig?
3: Well, it, it, when I first start working with a client, the important part is is that they have X amount of money to deal with, and they have to know how to engage that money to answer the four following questions. And this is a question I asked Becky, if you remember, way back in 2000. And if I could just touch those four questions, the most important part of, of working in our life, Uh, so would that be appropriate at this time?
1: Absolutely. Let's go for it.
3: Okay. The questions that I asked Becky is, is is she doing work that fully engages her talents? Is she using her talents towards something that she is passionate about? Mm -hmm. Is she working in an environment that fits her values? And Mm -hmm. is she regularly receiving some type of rewards that matter to her? Once those are answered, then we started plugging in the numbers of how much money she had, how much money she needed to maintain her current lifestyle, and how much money she could make going forward as an author and as a speaker.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I knew yep. she would do well on the author and the speaker because she writes well and she is a great on stage. Oh, so. well, yeah, thanks, Craig. Thank yeah, you. Yes, she is. <laughs> Thank you. And so. best
2: Friends is kind of the, the icing on the cake, right? Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so those are the questions that you have to ask anyone. And mm-hmm. and uh, because when you don't have a picture of where you're going to be on your new adventure called retirement and or second or third opportunities in life, uh, all the money in the world doesn't matter because you don't yeah. know how to spend it or how to engage it.
1: It's true. You know, one of the things that's so funny, you know, when you, we so many of us spend so much time in a job that we don't like, it's not fulfilling, and we, we kind of stay there because we feel like there's no other options. How do you walk away? You know, the one thing with the Yellow Page job is it paid well, at least back then, it paid well, and it provided health insurance. And when you have a family and you're the main support, how do you walk away from that? Well, hard, into something else, you know, and we think we're stuck, but you know, a good financial planner will help you realize you really aren't maybe as stuck as you think you are. It will be different than what you've been doing, but having a good plan in place kind of makes those dreams seem real.
3: Well, and, yeah. and, and, is that you know, is that fair? Yeah, and two tools that that anybody could use is that number one is a is a clear budget, and I remember Becky, you balked at that. But we made you do a budget for six months and look at everything you've spent the previous six months, and it's kind of an eye-opening experience. A Seventeen dollar latte, I think, I'm exaggerating, but with the mocha and the foam on it, it was pretty expensive.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: that they was in, up. Uh, that was in my problem. <laughs> yeah, and, right. And, and, and so uh, people, so. though,
2: they definitely have the the latte factor. Uh, yeah. I think uh, we yeah. kind of coined that yeah. that.
1: That concept. Yeah. So, no, yeah. mine was handbags. I love, I love purses. Yeah. So, <laughs> so
3: anybody, even without an advisor, can do and should do a very serious look at a budget. And then the second thing we did with you, Becky, was use some tax codes that uh, allow you to retire early before you're 59 and a half take money out of your accounts on a prescribed basis that the tax uh, uh, laws allow you to, and uh, take about half the income you had been making uh, to cover the basic parts of your budget, because we determined uh, what you actually had to live on, and using what's called 72T tax uh, issues, that's Equal Substantial Tax Law, you were able to take out X amount of money without penalty. Yeah, and
1: that, and again, to clarify, you, you can do that at age 59 and a half. Is that right?
3: Well, you, you could do anything you want with an IRA in terms of spending your money at 59 and a half. But prior to 59 and a half, uh, we, our earliest client was 39. You, on a mm-hmm. prescribed basis, could take your IRA money, roll your 401k pension into an IRA, and take a amount of money out of that for five years or until you're 59 and a half, which is ever okay. longest. So if you were 58 and you retired and wanted to start drawing, money, you'd have to take it until you were 63. Uh-huh. But our youngest okay. client was uh, 39, and he had to take that prescribed amount of money, just kind of like an annuity payment, until he was 59 and a half. And mm-hmm. Becky, that's what we set you up on, and you mm-hmm. were well before you were 59 and a half, so you have stayed with it for that prescribed period. Mm-hmm. Once you're 59 and a half or five years, whichever is longest, you can now do what you want with your money in terms of spending patterns.
1: And now without that I'm it, almost 66, penalty, I can so. do whatever I want.
3: <laughs> yeah, you can, but but then the consequences are you're going to have to write more books and do more speaking.
1: Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can live with that. That's, that's,
3: that's so dreaming. That, that's I just love it. That's one of the tax pl- tools that, that, to answer your question, uh, ladies, that a, a financial advisor could do uh, if if they understand the retirement process called 72T, and and there's many that do now. It's a process that we've used for 40 years in our in our, mm-hmm. our practice. Mm-hmm.
2: It's amazing, too. It, it allows people to really tap into their money that they've done such a great job of saving all those years and then be able to live that second um yeah. I guess, that, that next life. We we call it the second half, you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, well. Because, it's just, and, and it can come at any point, but, you know, that's yeah. kind of like your second half.
1: Well, yeah, I'm going to live to be 138 or something. I like you know, it.
3: Don't you? like it? Yeah. Well, just for your audience to know that the best thing they could do is what we call backward design, and that's take the, the number 80 and subtract their age in that many years. Let's just say that it will be their active years because, you know, between uh, uh, 60 and, and 70, you kind of go-go and then you slow-go and then you no-go. And that's backward <laughs> design on your budget. So see how much money you have and divide it up by that okay. many years and see including your Social Security and your pensions and uh-huh. and then you start deciding what you want to be when you grow up based on the amount of money you have and how much you absolutely need to spend. And budgeting, oh, yeah. uh, uh, our our clients balk when they're new to us uh, because they they hate the process of budgeting. But it's that's the starting point. Well, it's painful.
2: It is. It it can be painful. You know, reality is painful at times. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for me, it was kind kind of easier because I track everything. You know, anyway, but I don't actually analyze it. No, and that no, was that was the part it wasn't that's painful. Kind of
3: easier for you. You. Drug you through this, the dot hole to do your budgeting.
1: <laughs> I know. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't so. actually budget, I just track, but whatever. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Very, it was a helpful process for sure.
3: But it, yeah. if so. you budget, then you'll have a sense of what you could spend and when you could mm-hmm. spend it and where you could spend it.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. So yeah. The, the yeah.
3: What, when, and where are really important, and that just comes from uh, uh, Planning 101. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and so,
2: you know, we, we talk about, you know, having enough. So how do we know we have enough? And what's too much?
3: Is there such a well, thing? Well, <laughs> I've never had a client say they have too much. <laughs> and right. they all fear that they're not going to have enough. So right. the backward design helps. And, and the main question that is important, too, in your family, do you want your last checks to bounce? Or do you want to uh, leave an inheritance to kids or charities? hmm Or okay. best friends. Okay.
2: That makes yeah. Sense.
3: And Definitely. so there's, there's no right answer there, but it's an answer that needs to be reviewed at least once a year. Right. Because life circumstances change, and it's tied into how much life insurance you think you need or have, disability, inheritance from mm-hmm. parents, uh, how many kids that you have that you think are going to come back and live in your basement. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, the life planning <laughs> process is as important as how many dollars you have.
1: hmm I don't right. have a basement, so I can avoid that one. <laughs>
2: yeah, you have an upstairs, though. <laughs> That's true, I do.
3: <laughs> well, um, so Becky, as you know, I have you a great start big basement. start thinking about though. this.
2: I'm sorry, Craig, what were you saying? No,
3: go ahead. I just have a big basement, so if my boys come back. <laughs> but I've heard their music in my <laughs> they, for 20 years. They can years. bring all
1: their equipment with them. I mean, yeah, you could go. have band <laughs> practice. there. are awesome.
2: <laughs> so what age should we start thinking about
4: this?
3: Well, uh, Einstein said the most important thing in the world, the most powerful, is compounding. So if you put a penny away starting at age 20, it's going to be a whole lot more money than if you start putting a penny away at 40.
2: Yeah, true, true
3: statement. Yes true. indeed. And so the better. Start, yeah, then you should actually start deciding life and, and work balance uh, as early as you can and and every year redefine what you want to be when you grow up because it does change. People come into your life, people leave your world, uh uh you know, there's divorces, there's deaths, there's new jobs, there's You two uh, women came up with a concept that you're passionate about that changed your life and many many other women's Mm -hmm. lives. And Mm -hmm. if you hadn't re looked at it every year, you wouldn't be doing what you're doing now.
1: Very
2: true. Very true.
3: Because Uh, I know
2: when when I do the Thriving Beyond Cancer um, retreats, um, we talk a lot about that because again. Sometimes we just live our life one day at a time. We put our feet in front of each other, you know, just mm-hmm. like we did yesterday. Yeah. Until something serious like this happens, until mm-hmm. a cancer or still, you know, a a death of a loved one or something like this. Yeah.
3: Well, and so you know, all
2: of a sudden we have to rethink how we want to do things.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and let me just bring it back to wind it back for a final thought on financial planning. A plan does not mean anything to anyone unless you're four things. You're living in the place you belong with the people you love doing the right work on purpose.
4: Mm. Love it. Oh,
1: I need and, to write that down, but yeah, I'm going to ask you later because we don't want Yeah. <laughs> my brain already forgot what it was, but it was really, really good. Well,
3: so. But but that's a simple formula uh, for yeah, what I call a really the good life when you grow up and, and you have to put your numbers in that. And, and so... The, the management style of, of your your planner that you use, uh, your tax advisor, your attorney, it, those all need to be answered in, in terms of those four things. And if they don't feel comfortable, your advisors working with those four issues, you probably should uh, uh, get a second opinion.
1: Craig, okay. would you repeat that? Would you repeat that again? I do actually want to write it down.
3: Oh, okay, yes. Uh, uh, the, to put it simply, uh, a formula for what you want to be when you grow up for the good life is simply, number one, living in the place you belong. Two, with the people you love. Three, doing the right work. And four, a great big on purpose. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, I really love that. That is, yeah, that is powerful. Um,
3: oh well, I've been doing that very, for forty years, so it yeah. just makes well, sense to me. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it's just—I mean, you know—we say we we talk about kind of all of that, but you've just put it beautifully into a little a little nutshell, and I yeah, like a that package.
2: Exactly. Yeah, nice package.
1: Yeah. You know, one time I was going in, I was walking in it through a Christian bookstore, and I picked up this little book, and it had a forward in there by Tim McGraw who wrote that song, Live Like You Were Dying. Mm-hmm. And there was a phrase inside that book that, as I was just kind of flipping through it, it it took my breath away, kind of, you know. And it was, it reminds me of what you just said here. And basically what he says is, we're all terminal, but some of us are lucky enough to know it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, and, you know, that that's that's a pretty good one, too, yeah. you know, because yeah. once you know it, You know, you you do start to think about, am I living where I need to be with the people that I want to be with? Am I doing what I love? And is it on purpose? Those things start to really matter once you've faced that mortality. Absolutely. And and, and I know that
3: people in your audience that have lost a loved one or faced it themselves Mm -hmm. will will appreciate uh, uh, what we just said. Yeah. Well, absolutely. and
2: I have to tell a little story too. Um, I was meeting with this gal, and she unfortunately had metastatic disease. And I was just trying to get to know her a little bit and chatting and and uh, finding out about what she did. And and she had worked in her husband's business for many many years. And you know, it was a, a kind of a popular place to go. Um, and so it seemed very successful and, and we were just chatting and, and I said, so was that your dream or was that your husband's dream? And she says, oh, it was my husband's dream to have this place and, and everything. And I'm like, so what's your dream? And she stopped cold and went, I don't have one. And here she was facing her mortality and basically living somebody else's dream. And I think that is just, it was, it, it really stuck with me. This was a number of years ago now that we had that meeting. And I remember just thinking, Ooh, (laughs) ouch, (laughs) right? That I, I don't want to get to the end of my life and, not have a dream or not mm-hmm. know what my own purpose is, yeah. and I think that was uh, really telling. And I and I try to gently talk about that with people because, again, you know, uh, life is short. We don't have any guarantees for tomorrow. And so, whether you're facing a serious uh, a diagnosis or or just living your life one day at a time, you know, I think that's something we all need to remember.
3: Well, in, in financial advising, one of the most difficult things we have is to get people to, to share their true feelings uh, about what their dreams are. Yeah. And that's why in my practice, I have no computers, as as you both know, in in my office, primary office, where I listen to people, and it's called my listening room. okay. And that's the name of the You Ladies Are Writing Books. That's the name of my book called The Listening Room that I'm writing. And because people, you're so right, Sharon, that that people don't share their true feelings with the people they're closest to and they don't share their life dreams with people they're closest to. And that has to be the starting point of of financial advising. Uh, Because if you just want to come in and and look at what an investment is, uh, that's that's not an important part of financial advising. Yeah.
1: You know, when I created my bucket list, which was about three months into my cancer diagnosis the first time, I sat down and I made up this bucket list, and the mistake I made with that is I kept it to myself. And it wasn't until I actually began to share that with my family, with my husband, that things actually started to happen with it. I mean, I was working toward them, but when you share those dreams with other people, they want you to have success too, and they want to become part of it. And just as an example, when I I told my husband, when he read my list, and he saw that I wanted to go to a bed and breakfast in Vermont and spend a week there, within, I think within 12 hours, we had two tickets booked and, and a place reserved. I mean, he got right on it. And had been on there for quite some time at that point. So, you know, we we sometimes are our own worst enemies by not sharing our dreams. But you know what? We have to take another break. (laughs) So it's time for one more break, and then we'll come back and pick this up because I think this is a great conversation. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
0: step into a healthier you voice america health and wellness thank you for listening today Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute
5: today. When a woman is diagnosed with cancer, she faces unique challenges. No one understands this better than the experts at Compass Oncology. Our women's cancer program includes a team of specialists in breast and gynecologic cancers, genetic testing, and the ongoing care of women with high risk factors. From targeted therapies and clinical trials to needed emotional support, Compass is a leader in treating women's cancer. Find out more at compassoncology.com.
4: Opinions,
0: Options, Answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org now back to the show
2: thanks for coming back Um, we've been talking with our guest Craig Bird about financial planning but you know the thing about financial planning and I love um, what Craig was saying at the last segment you know about really figuring out what we want to do in this next section of our life and um, really coming to grips with it ourselves but then also allowing our financial planner to help us uh, achieve those goals so um, in doing so I, I know I've heard heard a lot about you know trusts, and I know there are different reasons we use trusts. Can you kind of explain a little bit about trusts and why, why we might need those?
4: Well,
3: uh, let, let me first of all state that I'm not an attorney, okay. and, but I am qualified in some sense to talk about what our attorney, I'm affiliated with several attorneys that make certain that our clients uh, do wills, do trusts, do power of attorneys, do healthcare mm-hmm. directives. Okay. The most important thing is that people need to work with a tax advisor and an attorney because no matter what you do, you want to make sure that the right amount of money and assets go to the right people at the right time.
2: Perfect. Yeah, It okay. makes mm-hmm. sense.
3: So that is it. Now, the difference between trusts and, and wills and uh, are, are be- left best to your attorney to make decisions based on how much money you have But a trust and a will both pass the money on, as we said, to whom it's supposed to go under what fashion. And there's tax planning issues involved there also. Uh, What we do uh, in our practice, and and most financial advisors do, get the the clients to decide in advance what they want to happen if they leave my office and an elevator goes down to the first floor and keeps going. Uh.
5: Yeah.
3: And, yeah. and because all trusts and wills and power of attorneys and health care directives are for tomorrow, not for 10 years from now, because you could change them at any time that your life changes.
2: Okay, well, that's good to know.
3: Good so to know, yeah. In, in terms of whether you need a trust or a will, it depended on the size of your estate and who you want it to go to and how you want it to go to? And mm-hmm. those are best left for a conversation with me and the client and the attorney in a room. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I don't Mm -hmm. give advice of what time of of will, but here's the thing. Everybody needs a power of attorney. Everybody needs a health care directive. Everyone needs a will or a trust. Those Mm -hmm. things are the the three components of sound planning. Okay. And they're not the person that dies, they're for the first people that are left behind.
2: Right. Exactly. Like the power of attorney, you know, excuse me, if somebody had a, Uh, stroke and could not um, write or even talk or maybe they're in a coma or something. I mean, oh my goodness, life goes on even when they're in that hospital bed. So um, that's where that power of attorney might might help, right? Well,
3: and, and the power of attorney also helps when life is going well. Uh, if Becky takes off and, and goes to uh, where I know she's going for a whole month uh, this uh, summer. Um,
1: <laughs> Italy, then, for then, those of you anybody, who care.
3: <laughs> any, anyone uh, left back here that has her power of attorney could help her take care of cashing checks, uh, selling her home, oh, uh, taking care of the title in a car. So power of attorneys are not just when somebody can't do something because of their health. But also, they can't do it because they're not in the, in the same community.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Actually, well, that's, that's good, good to good know. In that, in that so, regard, you give me your
3: power of attorney, yeah. uh, Becky, and I'll sell your home when you're gone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My power of attorney with me, he's, he's going yeah. to. <laughs> and,
3: and it's really important that that you're very careful with the attorneys that get your wishes <laughs> down because power of attorneys are a very powerful instrument because that's exactly yeah. what they are, just the, the words that are there. Uh, healthcare directives you, are a little bit more difficult yeah. because no one wants to put the burden on someone to help them make the final life decisions. Um, mm-hmm. I went through it. Uh, my wife and I had that, and I was her healthcare director, and uh, mm-hmm. it was very, very difficult to exercise what had to be exercised that she wanted. But well, 19 years later, still hard to talk about. But those mm-hmm. things yeah. need to be done. That the. the and and just so sort the of run run to an attorney and a, and a, a tax planner but also okay. include your financial advisor because each of the advisors need to know what the others are doing
4: mm-hmm. it
3: needs to Well be that brings coordinated us to a effort. good
1: question. So Craig, what does a person look for in a financial planning professional? I mean there there's so many out there. Well, what what do you look for? What how do you know you're getting somebody who's good at what they do? Uh,
3: well, that, that's a really t- tough question to answer. Uh, you look at certifications. Uh, you look at licenses. You look at the the companies that they're working for. You look at the community that they serve. Uh, if someone is serving just big corporations and pensions and you're just a little tiny company, you may not want to use them. Uh, you look for references and referrals from people that, that you know.
4: Okay.
3: Uh, our, our practice is, is an easy one because we're on 100% referrals. We don't advertise or, or, or solicit at all. But it, it's You guys just, don't uh, even have
1: voicemail. I mean, you know, that's pretty cool. You're like super old school, but it's really refreshing. So. Well,
3: I, I am the and, voicemail. When my all nine of my lines are busy, I pick up the phone. Clients say, why are you answering the phone? And I say, because I can <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i love exactly. it it's great but it's but for sweet. sharon's Bill, uh, it has to be a coordinated effort and if you do a will uh, and trust with without the financial advisor's input and vice versa that doesn't work because each of us need to know what the other's doing yeah
1: that
2: and makes sense that makes sense so, and and so i know i have people who you know maybe they have a house they 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 you know don't have a lot of income and you know they don't really think they have much of anything but that person still needs all of these components right
3: well that that person will die someday That person may may have the opportunity to become disabled or Alzheimer's, and so they'll need the power of attorneys and the health care directive. And some, if they don't have much of a state, it might pass on through just direct uh, uh, beneficiary designation, but uh, an attorney could have them look at that and and decide what Mm -hmm. they need. But they need at least two of those three.
2: Yeah. yeah, so we, we all need those pieces in place, no matter if you have a small estate or a very large
3: estate. Yeah, you you need to. And, and you know, it never rains in Oregon, but it's really nice to have an umbrella, just in case. It yeah. does. <laughs> you weren't around yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> were yesterday. It Whoa. did. I
1: was actually standing in his office when it did. Oh, <laughs> <So> how funny <laughs> is that? Okay. Yeah. You know, Craig, so when people say to us, well, you know, I don't own a home, I rent my home. You know, my car's paid off, but it's a piece of junk, and I don't have much in the way of furnishings, and I I live paycheck to paycheck. Do I need a will?
3: Well, to answer that, probably, uh, and again, I'm not going to be an attorney here, but probably not because of the few things they have is personal property, and uh, any little money might be a transfer on death or pass on death by designation. But mm-hmm. they still need So the that's power something they can
1: do. They can do that through the through their bank designation, though, right? Sure, if you
3: just... sure. Credit Credit Union or bank, mm-hmm. or brokerage okay. a, brokerage account, whomever they're working with. Uh, but it's never someone's life is never too simple not to have a healthcare directive,
1: right? And, and, okay. And a
3: power of attorney because even if they don't have anything other than Social Security, uh, if if they can't access the Social Security because they're incapacitated, uh, right. power of attorney is helpful.
1: That's right. good. That makes okay. Sense. Yeah. Good. Yeah. good. Good. That makes sense. Okay. So, I know we have a few more questions and we have a few more minutes. So, um, and I think we've talked about some of this, but you know, and I want to kind of go back to it for just a minute. But how can a good financial planner help you fulfill your dreams? And I know, I know, we touched on it, you know, earlier, um, but in that role, when you think about.
3: Well, they they, they could help you fulfill your dreams by matching up how much money you have uh, with what you want to do and then make certain that you don't lose money. Uh, you know, make, make certain that, that you uh, are reflective of how much you have, that you don't uh, go to the roulette table and, and gamble it <laughs> uh, in, in the marketplace and, and that you are, are certain to do the basic things. A planner can help you make sure that your basic... Costs are covered, and then anything beyond that, uh, you could be a little bit more creative with.
4: Yeah.
1: Okay, I mean that's kind of the that's the practicality side of it because right. you know, we talked about finding your passion and making sure you're doing all those right things. Yeah, but, but the practicality of it is, you got to have enough money to do that. So yeah,
3: and you have to have and, a budget that you live within, and a good advisor will will put you into programs and, and systems that uh, you don't outspend, and right. you don't spend when when you shouldn't spend. Yeah, and that's uh, good. You don't, give your money to your kids when they move back in your basement.
2: Yeah. yeah, I know um, my, my husband's mom um, uh, lost her husband. Oh gosh, a number of years ago. And she's been in kind of an assisted living, you know, retirement home kind of thing. And up until just recently, she hasn't really needed any additional care. And she was actually able to tap into, um, veterans' benefits um, from her deceased husband, which um, was a lovely surprise <laughs> because well, she was running out of money. And, and so, again, having a financial planner to ask some of these questions, and, and sometimes you don't know what you don't know, you know? And, well, and, uh,
3: and a planner will answer those questions <laughs> because assets that are available to you are from divorced uh, spouses, uh, uh, mm-hmm. from spouses that were in the, in the military, Uh, spouses Mm -hmm. that might have worked for a Bureau of Land Management or the Forest Service or or the post office. So we have to look at, and that's why we we do an asset search in people's minds because it's often uh, surprising. They say, oh yeah, you know what, my grandma has a piece of property in Montana and we've never done anything with it. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: you don't even know that that you have that to access. And again, Mm -hmm. especially um, if you know that early on, then you can tap into it and hopefully invest it properly with yeah. your, with the help of your financial planner and be able to grow that money as well as be able to tap into it when you actually need it.
3: Right, yeah. and it also helps you with charitable planning when, when folks are able to take a look at some of the tax codes with their planner and see that it might be beneficial on some circumstances to give some of it away before they die so they can enjoy it. And and, exactly. and take part of the joy of giving it away before they go.
1: Very true. Yes. very true, very true. And you can leave you can leave some of your money and your will to a, to a charity. We Breast Friends has been very blessed to receive some donations. You know that way um, you can also give stock donations. You know when when a charity receives a stock donation, they do have to have a special account, which um, is is very helpful to kind of keep that open. But we just recently got four shares of stock from. For Apple, which was really cool. Well, that's that's worth more um,
3: than a dollar.
1: Yeah, Yeah, that is. Yeah, but that and that does need to go through, you know, a process when you give it to a charity. But these are all very realistic things, and you know, I wish we had time to talk about all of that, but we are actually out of time,
3: so we have to. And uh, and God bless uh, you, ladies, and everybody in your audience.
1: Craig, thank, thank you, you so much for, much for spending with time with us this morning. So, you know, Craig alluded to the fact that I'm going to be gone for a month, and I do want to reach out to our listeners in Italy, because I'm going to be in Italy from the middle of May to the middle of June. And if you live in Rome and you would like to come have a cup of coffee with me, just send me a, an email at, becky at breastfriends.org and we can line that up. So uh, we really have had a great time with Craig on the phone um, today. And we also encourage you to go to our website, which is breastfriends.org, toodle around in there. There's some great information um, about all kinds of things, including questions to ask your doctor. Tips on how to help support somebody through their through their journey. For those of you who don't know, Breast Friends is an emotional support cancer organization. We provide support to women and their families who are going through this particular battle. So we encourage you to go in there. And while you're there, if you see that big blue button at the top of the page, it says Donate. Click on that donate <laughs> button and make a donation to Breast Friends because this is how we support this program. All of our services are free to our patients and this radio program. We don't charge any of our guests to be on our show. So um, if you would like to support this program, we encourage you to make that donation. So with that, I just want to let you know we will be back next week. Until then, remember there is always hope and we're here to help you find it.